Hello, and thank you for listening to Pursuing the Pinnacle. I'm your host, Andy Brenton. Each week, you will hear practical and engaging tips and strategies in order to live your absolute best life as a Christian. So let's begin with today's portion of Practical Christian Living. For many of you, finding your passions has probably come easy. They are the things that you are drawn to, the things that excite you. You desire to do these things often while pouring your time and energy and resources into them. But because people are often driven by their passions, it can be easy to confuse passion with purpose. God gave you a purpose. It is the reason he created you. You don't have to go searching for it because God already created a plan for your life that will direct you to your purpose. Your passions can shift and change as you move through life, but God will take your passions and interests and use them as tools to help you carry out your purpose. And so as Christians, the ultimate purpose of all of our lives is sharing the gospel and leading others to Christ. This is most evident in the life of John the Baptizer. The best single word to describe John the Baptizer might be the word passion. John's passion began even before he was born. He leaped in his mother's womb when Mary spoke of her pregnancy. His passion for God grew so great that before he even began his public ministry, he lived alone in the desert, wearing camel's hair, a leather belt, and eating locusts and wild honey. He was a radical and unafraid to let anyone know it. John needed passion to fulfill his God-given calling. Every pioneer needs passion. You see, pioneers cannot be satisfied with mere maintenance, for they have nothing yet to maintain. They create from nothing. The common person often view them as perhaps eccentric, but their passion attracts other pioneers. This begs the question, what gave John his passion? Well, number one, he spent time in solitude. Before John began his public ministry, he lived in the wilderness and spent much of his time with God. He boiled with the presence of God and could hardly stay quiet. Secondly, he felt consumed with his mission. John knew of Jesus' identity and his soon arrival. John urgently tried to prepare the way for him. Number three, he possessed a magnetic temperature and wiring. John is described as a voice crying out. We see this in Luke 3 and verse 4 and also as an exhorter in verse 18. Like a magnet, he repelled some but yet he attracted others. Number four, he possessed a strong sense of justice. When people asked John what they should do, he told them to do justice. We find this in Luke chapter 3, verse 10, beginning. So the people asked him, saying, What shall we do then? And he answered and said to them, He who has two tunics, let him give to him who has none. And he who has food, let him do likewise. Then the tax collectors also came to be baptized and said to him, Teacher, what shall we do? And he said to them, Collect no more than what is appointed for you. Likewise, the soldiers asked him, saying, And what shall we do? And he said to them, Do not intimidate anyone or accuse falsely, and be content with your wages. You see, the hunger for justice drove him. He wouldn't sit still until he saw results. Number five, in regard to what brought John his passion, was he saw things as black and white. Like others with prophetic gifts, John saw most issues as either black or white. While this may sound narrow to some people, this is part of what gave John his passion. And six, he felt dissatisfied with anything but action. John was a doer. 
He didn't want people to merely talk about repentance and faith. He told the Pharisees they should bring forth fruit to prove their repentance. And so what about you and I? Passion makes for an effective ministry. And so how can we increase our passion? Well, three things. Number one, take your temperature. Get an honest assessment from those that know you best. Are you passionate about what you do? You can't start a fire in your life, your organization, or in your ministry unless it first is burning within you. And so take your temperature. Number two, return to your first love. Too many allow life to push them off track. So think back to when you first began whatever it is that you're passionate about, whether it be your career, your family, your ministry, whatever it may be. What was it that drove you? What made you enthusiastic? Go back to that first love and re- ignite that passion. And number three, associate with people of passion. You see, birds of a feather flock together. Hot coals stay hot when they remain in the fire. And so find passionate people and let them rub off on you. Just remember, passion is something that you look for, whereas purpose is already placed inside of you. And God has given you a purpose. Hopefully, and Lord willing, you will use it to glorify Him. Once again, I want to thank you for listening to Pursuing the Pinnacle, subscribing to it, and sharing it with those that you love. As always, it's my prayer that God be with you and that you seek Him in all things. Until next time, God bless.